in three, three two, two one. one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions i'm your host 34 and tonight we are joined by the homie dennis is in the building how you doing tonight dennis how you doing gang how you doing my man feeling good you good you good all right i'm, I'm glad oh to yeah <laughs> um yeah man i'm cool too um uh, i'm getting over a couple of days where I wasn't feeling too hot, you know, probably like mm-hmm. 30% on Monday, 80% ye- yesterday. And then today I'm pretty much back at a hundreds and I'm happy. I'm happy to be back. Um, I definitely missed, you know, for the folks out there who don't know me and Dennis, uh, we are coworkers in the same site. Um, so yeah, man, I just missed being on campus, you know, seeing y'all and trying to catch up with the kids and everything. So definitely happy yeah. to be back. <laughs> How about yeah, you? Yeah, right on. Yeah, I'm glad to be back, man. I'm glad that you've gotten better. I'm glad that you're feeling better, you know, um, because, you know, the weather's kind of changed. It's flu season. I, as a matter of fact, got a Moderna and the other flu shot today. Oh, you, you know, did? right after work. Yeah, right after work. You know, I had a, I made an appointment like two weeks ago. And so I just got mine and I'm just kind of glad. I hope everyone kind of just watches it out for that, you know, because it is flu season. You got ahead of the curve for sure. My, my parents were on me. They're like, "Oh, you must have not got the flu shot." Because every year they tell me to get it, uh, and then this this year I, I hadn't get it. Got I had gotten it yet, and I think it just bit me in the ass. Uh, so you know, it's it's all right though. Like I, I feel better now, and hopefully that immunity, you know, sticks with me throughout the rest of the. It's stronger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and especially like I don't know if you heard, it's gonna be like a winter storm all of December's kind of. Um, yes. I'm not looking forward to that, man. I'm not too fond of the rain all the time. You know, I like it here and there, but all the time, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I feel Boy, it. with this California weather, you know, you yeah. know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> you must have been like, man, what a baby. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, no, nah, I got you. Um, no, I, I grew up out here, man, so this is all I know. And if anything is different, I'm just like, what's going on? What's wrong right now? <laughs> right, 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 yeah. It's yeah. funny because, you know, I, I grew up, obviously, you know, where there was four seasons, mm. you know, in Virginia. So I we're not really, we don't get too spoiled with the weather as much. But, you know, since I've been out here, you know, I can see how, like, locals, you know, people who are from here get spoiled by the weather. I can see how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of want to ask you a little bit about your journey, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah. As far as like, well, first off, Virginia. Um, how long were you out there for? Uh, I'm from Virginia. Actually, I was born and raised. I was born in Charlottesville, Virginia. And I was raised in um, Alexandria, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Throughout my my childhood. When did you start, like you know, exploring the world? I guess you know, going or give or what brought you to California, too. Actually, you know what? It's funny because because uh, what brought me to California? I always wanted to live in California. Let me say that first. When I saw the movie E.T. and you know those who are not old enough to remember when the E.T. came out, I was like 10 years old or 9 years old and I remember them riding the bikes over the hills at night with E.T. in the front basket and I just thought, man the weather looked so nice and they had palm trees and 
you know, it was a breezy night. And I guess when the movie came out, it was kind of like wintertime back where I was in Virginia. But anyway, I just thought the weather was always so nice. And then I used to always like the show called Chips. It was a, <laughs> it was a cop show. And, you know, I was like, man, they would get to ride around on motorcycles. And, you know, this is before I really knew anything about law and law enforcement. But I always just thought it was a cool place to live. And if I said if there was only if there was one state that I would live in, it would be California. So here I am. I got to ask you, man, did it live up to the hype? (laughs) You know, it's funny. It kind of did. It kind of did because my first two weeks here when I got here um, in August of 2011, I went back to L.A. to uh, to a Sade concert at the um, yeah, at the what's the name of the center they play in uh, the Lakers play? Staples? The Staples, yes, the Staples Center. We was there for the concert, Sade concert. And I remember seeing all the celebrities and all the rich people come in and, you know, with the the plastic faces and, you know, the tummy tucks and the big suits and limos. So at, at one at, at sort of it did in the sense that I saw the glitz and glamour up close going to this concert. Um and then in other ways, it probably hasn't. But, you know, that's only because, you know, people who've never been to California, they always have this vision like I did. And, and But until you live here, you really don't get the full experience until you get here. No, I hear you, man. I feel like I have the same visions of, like, living in New York, living in Miami, um, you know, just a different lifestyle that I'm not used to. And we almost, you know, we, uh, I don't know what that word is for it, but basically we overhype it in our minds sometimes too um and it could be a negative and positive way too right like i'm sure i don't know i'm not sure but were there any people who were kind of telling you like don't go to california why don't you just stay here or like did that ever happen to you or were people kind of supportive of your move and you were like or yeah (laughs) if you don't mind me asking surprise surprisingly no that's a good question um people my friends and family, they were not uh, supportive, actually. It was always like, well, why do you want to move to California? You know, uh, that's as far as way, that's as far as you can live. That's as far as way you can live without leave, leaving the country. That's what they would all say. They just didn't understand why I wanted to leave Virginia because, you know, Virginia is such a wholesome, you know, it's a great place to live and raise kids. You know, it's very clean and it's just a good, it's just a really good place to live and grow up. But, and people can get really comfortable. But me, uh, I wanted to live somewhere else for a change in my life. You know, I've never lived anywhere else. And so I did it while I was still young enough. And you was adventurous, man. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. I didn't want to have any regrets, you know. I hear that. I hear that. Um, well, all right, boss. That was just the first question. I just asked you how you've been, and um, I think we got to move on to the warm up. That's cool with you. Uh, right on. Here we go. Another thing's gonna pop up. Okay. Welcome to the warm up. Uh, so, my first question for you in the warm up is, what would you like the audience to know about you? You know, if you were meeting someone for the first time, or maybe you had a chance to like leave a first impression. What's you know? What's just something you want people to know about you right up front? You know that um 
I like the audience to know that I'm a genuinely good person. I'm the type of person that uh, that you could just walk up and talk to, you know, a total stranger. Uh, I'm one of those that would just, you know, just judge people at face value. I see people as people. And uh, that would be the first thing I would want them to know about me. Uh, Second of all, um, that I love to laugh. I got you. I got you. Well, hopefully you you laugh at some point (laughs) during this podcast. But, uh, you know, going back to that first point you said about just, you know, being that real person, right? Or like being a front and trying to present the real self to other people. Um, at all times you think that's more of the majority or minority of people you've experienced in your life that uh, yeah um I think it's really the minority of people um because a lot of people you know they you know who we are at home is different who we are in the outside world a lot of times you know we're more relaxed and comfortable at home with our family and friends and we know our friends really well and we know that we know how they are away in 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 your personal setting and then you know you might see them at work or something you know that they're totally different um i don't know if that answers your question no i got you i got you um yeah i I, like what let me ask you if you have it why do you think people don't or aren't as comfortable as being who they are at home versus, you know, being out there at work. Like, I think you kind of get it from me that I'm, I try to be the person I am at all times, <laughs> uh, whether that's good or bad. But uh, yeah, like, do you think there's some kind of fear or wall or, or if there is one, why do you think there is? I just think that a lot of people, sometimes they, they lack the confidence to really be themselves. You know, and it could be just personal insecurities. You know, I think a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people have their own personal insecurities. And um, a lot of times I feel like people act according to how people feel they should act. Instead of being naturally themselves, they're kind of like, moving along with the crowd like just kind of acting as acting the way the crowd is acting mm-hmm. um that can be that can be that can be difficult for people because you know later on in life they'll be confused because they're not being themselves because everyone in everyone in life has their own path and uh that's just what i think nah man you know that's really true for me as well like i feel comfortable in who i am and I almost sometimes think, am I who I am because of what I think people think of who I should be? And I've just been thinking that for so long, that's just who I've become? Or is it like just that internal thing in me and now I'm just fully embracing it? I haven't figured that out, man. Like, I want to believe that everything that's coming out from me is genuine and real. And But I know as a, when you try to look at things from all perspectives, it could also be that I'm just trying to be what I think people want me to be, um, which is, I guess, something I'm still figuring out. But I like to believe the uh, the former on that one. <laughs> but yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it could be a little bit of both, mm. you know, because people get inspiration from 
other people is like, hey, you know, this, you know, Jen's a really good guy. That starts to resonate with you, right? You see that people see you in a good light. And that would that would make you continue to want to be the person that they feel that you are, the good person that you feel that you are. And on the inside, you already know you feel that you're a good person. Other people would just validate it. So it could be just a little bit of both, you know? Yeah, man, for sure. And I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I think for me, it's it's it's. I don't do well with compliments, um, and I, I feel like a lot of people aren't good with compliments because I like to compliment people, and then they give me like some. It feels awkward, or <laughs> you know, they give me that look like, "Don't say that," and and I feel the same way when people give me ones. Um, so it's it's interesting. Um, and as far as like it being a little bit of both, I I honestly agree. What who we are as people is is because of the many factors of who we've interacted with, how we were raised, where we were raised, um, and all these different things. And I think that's what makes us kind of unique. Even though there are similarities, there are patterns, and people want to put us in a box, um, I don't think it's completely true. And I like to get to know people on that one-on-one -on -one level because I do think, you know, we are like fingerprints. They're all unique, you know? Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to my second question for you in the warm-up, which is, uh, if I were to do something in your honor, a way to express the energy you possess, what sort of act could I do? Um, I would say, that's a good question. But I would say um, it, would, it would be something with kids. Uh, mm. it, would, it would be something with... with uh, um, maybe uh buying underprivileged kids um school materials and maybe some tennis shoes uh not not expensive shoes but just shoes that they can have on their feet because some kids just don't have clean shoes to wear um something like that and then maybe teach them a sport see if they would be interested in sport or maybe computers just something along that lines where I can give back to kids because they they are they are the future. When we're gone and I'm gone, like I want them to be good and and, and have uh, you know have some have some good leadership in place for them, so they learn how to be good men and women. Now we know Dennis, um, and you know as long as I'm still in the in the system, in the industry, at least now I know I, I could easily do that for you, man. Uh, you know, just set up some a school supply giveaway or, you know, uh, clothing if we can. And I, I work for the Y, so <laughs> I don't see why we can't make it happen sometimes. Um, right. But yeah. And uh, let me see. Well, if there's any way you, how would you like to be remembered? If there's any, you know, specific way you'd like uh -huh. to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as a person who, although was complicated at times, really loved people, loved to laugh, loved sports, and, and uh, loved all kinds of people, you know, loved all, all people. Well, so I had love for everybody. Where do you think that comes from, man? Because I, I don't feel like everybody has love for everybody like you do. Well, you know, it just comes 
basically how I was raised. I think, you know, I had three older brothers and they played sports and I kind of just followed their lead. They were good at sports and they had friends of different races that would come by the house or we would meet up for pizza when we were young. And they were kind of a good example in that way. I watched how they interacted and stuff. And and so I said, okay, well, you know, I, I need to get me some friends like this too. That's what's up, man. Um, yeah, I feel like for some folks out there who don't have that opportunity to just, I guess, live in a multicultural, multi-ethnic um, experience growing up, it's easy to just stick to, you know, your kids or like your your nationality. I don't. It's it's weird to say that, right? Like stick to your own group kind of thing. Um, and this is something yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was something that was brought to me today. And you tell me if you feel like this is true since we work at the same place. But um, do you think? the school population right now is pretty much kicking it with their own race or their own ethnicity like yes i do see that you know being you know me being you know like you up close in person it might be a little different in the in the activity room i don't know i i, I do see mingling in there but as far as on the whole uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see very much interaction. Yeah, there's some, but not on a whole level. No, I would say no. No, nah, I got you, man. Yeah, this, and it's a trip to me because I just came back uh, into the school, you know, after Corona and everything. Um, and yeah, the person I was talking to was just kind of telling me of like how much it kind of affected with, uh, you know, I think back then our president was like, you know. The kung flu virus and all this other stuff kind of put it on one one specific group uh and that kind of created a, a divide that maybe was there a little bit before because i remember in high school i don't know if you had this issue in high school but we had the race wars you know whether it was uh you know latino versus blacks or asians versus latinos and all this other stuff it was it was there but it never felt like it was like to a point where it would tear down a school you know it felt like because I, I felt like i was still cool with everybody even if those things were happening um so in our school i don't see it getting to that point i hope it doesn't i know you were there last year with the whole you know the Poly polynesian and the blacks kind of getting into it you remember mm -hmm. that yeah and yeah. um you know in my mind i feel like we can get to those places without having it rise up to that occasion, you know? Um, so I'm hoping maybe like through the work that we do, we can get these kids a little more united or at least more open to like talking and kicking it with each other. Cause like they're kids and I'm sure you know this as kids, all you're thinking about is like what you're interested in, what what's fun for you. And that transcends, you know, nationality or ethnicity and stuff, right? It's like we both like right. this thing. So why don't why can't we enjoy it together versus I'ma wait till my friends come and play pool with them. Like why can't y'all play pool together kind of thing, you know? Um so I think we'll get there, man. I think we'll get there. You think, yeah, you think, you I, think we'll get there? <laughs> yes, I feel that we will. I mean, you know, like you were just saying, commonality is uh is a powerful thing because it, it brings people together you know uh from different cultures who might not otherwise mingle with each other on a regular basis i feel like that we will get there i think music brings people together to a degree i would like to see it more 
you know, at Burton, you know, I try to lead by example when I'm dealing with, you know, my students, you know, I treat them all the same. I interact with them all the same. And I think it's important that they see me, see them in a, see me in a positive light, even though I don't look like them um, versus the ones that do look like me. They also see me in a positive light. And then those different groups can come together because you know, um, that's the that's the first thing to do. You have to find people who don't look like you and, you know, try to find some commonality. It doesn't hurt. And I think, you know, I, I've told some students before, the, the worst thing you can do in life is to go, is to look at someone at face value and think that you have a blueprint of who they are or what you think they are and how they move. That's a that's a very dangerous way to move in life because you really miss out sure. on on the beauty on, on on the beauty of people. You know, I've lived long enough to where I've met thousands and thousands of people and I can I can just tell you I've just had a great experience in life meeting people from all different ethnicities and having great experiences. You should have a podcast too, Dennis. It's <laughs> <laughs> the truth, though. You know, um, I live long enough. That's that's dope, man. That's dope that you got an opportunity to do that. I think I'm trying to get there. I don't think I've met thousands of people, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to get to that point. You know, especially with this podcast. You know, my goal is to do ten thousand, right? Um, oh, you do that. Yeah. You know, as long as I got time on this earth, I'm gonna keep going for it. Uh, but there yeah, you go. <laughs> that'd be crazy though. Ten thousand hours of talking to ten thousand people, man. Um, oh, it's on. The streak is on. That's the streak, exactly, exactly. And uh, I'll, I'll mention something more to you at the end of the podcast. But we're gonna move on to the third question of the warm up, the final one of the warm up, which is on a scale from one to ten, how well do you know yourself? Pretty well, pretty well, you know. You give yourself a 10? I I would say a 10. I know myself pretty well. Uh, And uh, how did you get to that point of knowing yourself that well? Because I feel a lot of people don't know themselves like that. (laughs) You know, I just think it comes with just living, you know, a half a century you know, and growing and evolving as a man. You know, when you go from your teens to your 20, your early 20s to your 30, early, you know, your 30s to your 40s. Like I've been through all those stages, you know, and you're never too old to learn. And just when you think you know it all, you, you don't, you know, you're always learning something and you're always growing. So I just think my experiences in life has got me to a point where I've been able to do a lot of self inventory, you know, good or bad and be honest with myself about who I am and what I'm about. Cause that's important to me. Should be important to everybody, but a lot of times it's hard for people to look at themselves and to, be critical of themselves just as well as being, you know, um, uh, feeling good about yourself and saying good things about yourself. Nah, for sure. Um, well, when, when, what would you say, when would you say is the last time you surprised yourself? You know, like, oh snap, that's, that's me. I can do that. 
When's the last time that kind of came up? <laughs> uh, I would say about oh, about five years ago. Mm-hmm. About you, five years ago. You mind me asking uh, what, what was it? Or you don't have to. You yeah, know. You, yeah, I don't mind. You know, when I, I quit drinking oh, alcohol. Word. Yeah. Dude. Mad props to you, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm 32, right? And uh, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. I should quit at this point, but I haven't. Um, I don't think it's impossible, though. My, my pops, he uh, he gave up smoking maybe five years ago as well. And he's like six. Oh, okay. He's like, this was like 59, maybe 60. He stopped, which is wild. You know, I feel like when you've That's been doing it. Yeah, when you have a habit you've been holding on to for so long, it gets harder every year, it feels like, almost. Um, it does. Yeah, so, you know, mad props to you, man. And what, you feel like that was something that was a big part of your life that you just had to let go or stop? Or, you know, it was just oh, something yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, alcohol was a big part of my life. I got you, man. Huge. Nah, I mean, for me, it's the, it's the smoke, man. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, I take my breaks back there and, and all that. So, um, that, that is something that I <laughs> am working on. <laughs> I like it's, it's hard for me to make claims and say like oh no yeah today is gonna be the day and I kind of feel like it's gonna take some, some more life to happen for me for me to realize things or like get me to that point of like I can let go you know um, right but now I hear you man being honest with yourself <sighs> I feel like I'm honest with myself it's just more so like okay what are you gonna do about it like I tell I tell you know you like I could be honest with myself I just haven't been able to take those steps to do something different right so um and that's just one part of my life but other other parts I'm, I'm i feel like i'm growing i'm flowing um you know we, we can't be perfect all the time and i think that's just one of many excuses i tell myself to to, to not let go it's like we're not we're not all perfect right like no one's perfect <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, thank you for sharing dennis man um i know it's not always easy um but man uh, what, what, how's that change been like for you since you, you know, stopped drinking before? It was a, it was, it's been an interesting journey, but it's kind of like smoothed out the last couple years mm. because, because, you know, drinking brings on a whole different lifestyle. You know, when you, when you were the type of drinker I was, you know, um, I got you, you know, uh, being out with friends and you know ladies and you know just being out and you're just in a different mindset you know because alcohol just you know gives you that great feeling at least it did for me yeah for, you know I don't know if this is true for you maybe you've seen this in your life too I always think it's you're either a drinker or you're a smoker you know like within my generation that's what it, the divide kind of happens um and it's not bad or anything but it's it's just like that's what i've seen like people who like to smoke don't really drink people who like to drink don't really smoke um and you know it kind of stays that way but sometimes it's both i know i know there's some people who like doing both too uh, you'd be yeah. surprised you'd be surprised because some people like right like you said they'll drink but they don't smoke but they might not they might not smoke weed they might smoke cigarettes or they might do you know pills or some type of other drug but you know uh, everyone has a fix the majority of people have some type of fix yeah yeah and if it ain't smoking if it ain't drinking it might be gambling it might be you know yeah. like 
connecting with people <laughs> it might be other right. things but uh yeah it's 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 crazy man like how we kind of find those things about ourselves and we're like fuck man that's that's the one yeah. thing i need to improve on something i need to work on and it's hard it is hard to do that sometimes um but yeah man thank you for sharing and i think uh we made it no to the icebreaker so let's head on to the icebreaker stage here we go <laughs> i hope you like these little graphics man i work really hard yeah, on they, they, they tight no they tight they tight uh, all right man so my icebreaker for you at this point is going to be you have 34 seconds to do a word association i'm gonna throw you a word give me the first word or thought that comes to mind and um we'll see how many you can get done all right okay all right here we go man in three two one love uh a mystery happiness a choice <clears throat> art beautiful sport the ultimate the ultimate man manly sport life beautiful hope always hope got you man um so you got about i think six there six or seven i i got lost because i was trying to concentrate on just your answers uh, but yeah man i, I want to press on one of them which i think you said love is a mystery or a mystery came up for you man um yeah why why, why did mystery come up for you um just because um people people in their minds are ever changing the world is ever changing and i feel like social media has really changed the way people view each other in a dating setting you know me being 52 years old and being from a time when people actually had to get in front of each other and actually talk and socialize face to face you know it wasn't it wasn't over the computer or anything so you know, i feel like yeah, keep people going. are all pe people are all, people are like kind of you know they just kind of hiding behind the shield and um i'm not saying it's impossible but it's it's just been a mystery here lately i got you man you know it's weird for me i was the i was a shy kid it was hard for me to approach women like you know the old school way of just like you know oh i meet them at the grocery store or at the club or whatever and then while i'm trying to figure that part out the whole game switches up and this is like oh you gotta do this for the screen and I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like wait a second i thought it was supposed to be this way and then now that i'm getting comfortable with myself and i can finally do it it's like nah that's that's creepy now <laughs> like you gotta hit them Change up through that. text right <laughs> like, you can't just approach somebody a stranger i'm like damn man like, <laughs> so nah, it always changes it does change man it, it, it definitely changes and you know so like i wonder and i don't know if this is appropriate maybe maybe or maybe not but uh i'll cut it out if it isn't but have you gotten those questions yet from our students like 
oh man what should i do about this girl or what should i do about this boy like you know and i'm just like yo i don't know like <laughs> you don't you do not want to ask me right now because i don't know <laughs> you know what i tell them i tell them you know they too they, i said you know they're too young to worry about you know, uh, to 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 be deep in in, in these type of uh, thoughts and situations, they got their whole life ahead of them. I say, you know, once you leave these, I said, once you leave these doors, you're going to be focused on whatever it is you're trying to do to survive. That is so, true, man. I'm going to take that and I'm going to use the same answer going forward. It's like that is very true. <laughs> like, why, why are you thinking yeah. so hard and deeply about this right now? Um, <laughs> when your whole yeah, life's you gonna change, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that answer. <laughs> you're gonna be out in this world full of people, and you, you, you're gonna even forget we had this conversation. I feel that maybe they won't, because now they'll be like, maybe they won't. Maybe, maybe they won't, man. Because um, I tell them, you know, they got a whole world out there. I was like, you're gonna be, you, you're not, you're gonna be not even thinking about this. You might remember the conversation. Who knows? But. You got your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Dennis, man. I think it takes, you know, a, a person with a unique perspective to come back and, like, work with the youth or be in the positions that we're in, just being around kids all the time, right? Um, I almost want to believe that the people that have stuck around or have continued to be around has had that perspective because someone, when they were younger was like treated our the way we treat our kids is because we were treated that way by some adult right like somebody gave us some guidance somebody treated us like you know we're, we're real people and not just kids that were just messing around um so yeah for you did you have that experience or i know it could be the opposite too where like you didn't get that support so now you want to be that support but yeah was there any adults in your life growing up that was kind of like showing you that it was important to have these good adults in a child's life yes i did um you know i used to go to i used to go to um camp when i was a kid my mother would send me and my brothers to you know camp or i don't think it was bible camp but it was camp and uh you know you'd have counselors there and you would learn how to do things together and be a team and you'd sing together you'd, you'd work on you know rope projects together tug of war all of that and it just it just showed me it just showed me you know i was one of like wow these people are doing this for us like they've got all these activities organized for us and i just remember how fun it was and also you know, going to Bible school on Sundays, uh, we used to do arts and crafts and we used to do like races and, you know, things of that nature, kickball. And this was just all with people who were just a part of the organization, the church, what have you. You know, they had different careers, but I always thought if I ever, you know, later on in life, that this was something that I wanted to do, just to give back, and, you know, help young kids and just be there for them. I got you, man. Um, I be wondering that sometimes, you know, and I'm sure you got some kids too where, where like you try to do something, event, program, you know, with you with wrestling, me with the, all the various stuff, but like 
we have those kids like yourself that are like appreciative and be like oh thank you for just even doing something and then we got those other kids that are like is this it like <laughs> where's that extra yeah. where's the more stuff where, am i getting paid for this and i'm all like for real <laughs> right right yeah yeah it, it, it is a trip man um but i think that just goes with like the different kind of people there are in the world and i'm not saying the kids who are looking like oh is this it you know giving me that kind of attitude isn't grateful it's just that maybe they're just more assertive in knowing what they want um versus kids who kind of just are appreciative of getting anything you know um so i think those kind of personalities are going to be valuable regardless uh it's just finding ways to make it more what can i say uh just finding ways that those at those perspectives can add more value into the world you know yeah uh, and we're getting there but uh all right boss we made it to the main meet of the interview where i'm gonna pop the wheel up give it a spin and we'll see where it lands all right <laughs> all righty here we go spin it. here goes the wheel and all right see, see where it. It lands. <laughs> it's real small for you i'm sure but when you watch it you know, on YouTube, it's going to be bigger. Yeah, <laughs> You're going to be able to see it. Uh, but your first number is number two. Um, and then this one is, who do you think you are? <laughs> In the nicest way possible. <laughs> but uh, I mean, who do I think I am as far as a person? Yes. Let's let's go with that. I usually live it up for interpretation. So if that's where your okay. mind's going, you, you tell me, man. Okay. I think I am a difference maker. Mm. Uh, what kind of differences can you see that you're making? Just a difference maker. I mean, it just seems like the things that I do, whether it's sports or just uh, community activity, I have a way of, you know, making people, galvanizing the troops. <laughs> I see Bringing people together and making something happen, you know, that's positive or good. You know, I just try to, you know, I'm good with that electric energy. I like to call it that I like to give people. And it just kind of like, you know, resonates with everyone. Do you, have you always been like that? Or was it something you learned or kind of grew into? No, I feel like I've always kind of been like that. Even as a kid, you know, um, it didn't matter whether elementary school or, you know, I just, I just had a way. I just always had a way of kind of doing that. When did you start noticing or other people noticed and told you like, yo, Dennis, this is how you are. This is what you're bringing to the table, you know? Um, I would say 14. Mm. Was it through sports or... It was through sports and just through conversation. Word, man. So you was already kind of like a mature little kid at the time, huh? <laughs> kind of just seeing the well, bigger picture? Well, you know, I was I was immature actually, but I did a lot of reading and I knew I had I had a I had good wordplay and you know, I was raised by a mother who always communicated and talked to me, you know, very upfront and real as she wanted to be with me about things. And so that kind of sharpened, sharpened me up a lot. That's what's up, man. Um, and then I was going to ask you about 
you know, I'm I'm 32 right now, right? So for you, you know, I, you don't got to tell me exactly at 32, but you know, early 30s, where would you say is was like your mind at? Because I know where my my mind is at right now, but we had different lives. We were both at different places at 32, but you know, just let me know. <laughs> at 32, you know, I was. 32, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of in a space of um, trying to figure out what the next transition was going to be for me going towards my 40s. Like, because when you, when I was 32, obviously I kind of stopped hanging with a certain crowd, you know, because mm-hmm. people tend to change a group of friends every five years or a certain group a different circle of friends every five years. I and that. I, I was just kind of, I was just kind of in a space where, okay, um, I need to start trying to get serious about where I want my life to be 10 years from now. Did that feel like a lot of pressure for you or you kind of felt like, oh, this is just the right time for this to be happening? I, I felt it was the right time to be happening, you know, because I had to, you know, I had kids early, so I got you. Um, like, uh, for my folks, man, I, I I don't have kids, but my I I kind of had learned that lesson because my parents had my sister at eighteen and twenty, um, so they okay. raised me, telling me like, you better not. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> so, you know, they kind of instilled that fear in me, like, oh. Maybe I, I shouldn't, you know. <laughs> I gotta avoid avoid it happening early for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, even now, like I, I, I feel like a lot of people in my generation, especially being, I, do I feel like a late parent if I were to have one at this point? Um, versus, you know, like because I know a lot of my peers are at around that point. Time now, I wish I had my kids around. You know, looking back now, I wish I had my kids around like thirty five. Mm, I got you. But I did. I feel like when a man is 35, he pretty much has a or should have a solid foundation, know what direction he's, you know, his path is pretty much set for him and ready. He's ready to have a family. I feel you, Dennis, and I want to thank you. If that's what he wants. Yeah. No, no, I got you. I got you. I'm not, I know not everybody. Is that's not what everybody's looking for. Oh, I can't hear you, Jan. Okay, okay, yeah. But they right. my AirPods, they probably booted me out. So I'm, my bad. No, nah, you good. It happens. And I can always edit that that like, you know, little mix up okay. anyway. Um, okay. But man, I, I'm sorry, but I, f- I forgot what I was gonna say about your point. Uh so if you don't mind, we'll we'll just give the wheel another spin. That's cool with you. Okay. All right, <laughs> but we're gonna rewatch this back and be like, "Oh man, now I'll remember what I was gonna say." <laughs> we could talk about that in person. We could talk about that in person. Right on. Here goes that next spin, which is number twenty-eight. And uh, I'm just curious, what was your jersey number by choice? Fifteen. Fifteen? Why? Why fifteen? I don't know for some reason it wasn't always my number but that's the number that I became accustomed to once I was 14 um, I just always liked it I thought it was just a cool number I couldn't exactly tell you why I just liked it 
it's like the number chose you in a way, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I just, it just looked good on me. I said, okay, I'm gonna stick to this number. Um, what's it called? All right, so 28 is kind of similar to the question I had asked you about, you know, me being 32. Uh, so, mm -hmm. but with two different ages. So, what is the most important thing a 13 year old sh should know? The most important thing a 13 year old should know is to be a leader and not a follower. That is because hard at 13. Go, go ahead, though. It, 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 and and, I, and it, it can be phrased differently to the, to the 13 year old. But the reason I say that is because that's the impressionable age, right? You're just a, you know, a teeny bopper. You're just a teenager. You're smelling yourself. You feel like, okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with the big guys now. And, you know, you just, you just think that you're, you're growing up, you know, fast. And, and so a lot of times you can get caught up in following other people, especially at that age. And you have to have the mindset that, no, I'm not going to follow this group. If this group is not doing the right thing, I'm not going this direction. I'm going to lead myself into the right direction. I'm not going to be a follower. No, this is not a good place for me to be. I'm going to lead myself in the right direction because, <clears throat> you know, 13, excuse me, is when, you know, kids think that they can make their own choices somewhat. You know what I mean? And they don't need to listen to their parents, you know, well, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be with Johnny and them. No, you know, mom, maybe that's cool, that's cool. No, you have to be like, you know what? I think you're right. Yeah, I think I'm gonna find some new friends or something like that. So being a leader, not a follower. That's tough, because I know, I feel like the first thing a kid's gonna tell me when I say that is like, you don't know Johnny like I do. <laughs> you know, he he's not that kid that you think he is kind of thing um which i think you know when whenever i have my little kids and i see them hanging out with kids that maybe i think is a bad influence i, I can't say what i'm gonna do because I, I feel like in the moment it's always gonna be different a lot of things are gonna be different in the moment um but yeah i think i'm just gonna have to just let them know that i would tell them if you're gonna continue to hang out with this person but you get in trouble, like if I hear about some trouble you get into, you know, whether it's, I hope, not the cops, but, you know, we got neighbors, we got people at your school, they tell them me you causing trouble with this group of friends, then you tell me, do you really think this is a good influence on you? And hopefully I could create that conversation with them so they can realize it for themselves. But that, that's, I think it's tough for any, for any parent. I feel like, you know, parenting is one of those things, man. And kudos to you for, for getting, getting it done. Um, but yeah, parenting is crazy because I think even parents don't know entirely what the right thing to do is. It's just that you're trying the best you can with what you got and what you learn from, um, whether that's right or wrong. And we hope that maybe our kids will understand when they grow up and be like, you know, my parents weren't bad. It was just they were doing the best they can with what they knew and what they had. Um, yeah, that's like the hope I think I have for parenting if I ever get there. <laughs> yes and also just one quick point is like when the child defends their friend the parent has to be able to give facts an example and that that's the parent being aware of who their child is 
friends with, right? True. A lot of times parents don't really pay that much attention. You know, you just figure their kids playing, that's their friend, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, these kids are strangers. You don't know what their home life is like. You know, you, you just need to know all of that. That way, if, you know, when it comes time for the, to respond to your child's rebuttal, you can point out things as to why it's not. So they, so that's a way to educate your child. Now that's true, man. Um, I think if my kid was like, you don't know Johnny like I do, I'd be like, well, I do know this about Johnny, and then I can kind of break it down. Um, exactly. I think that's more powerful than just saying, no, don't hang out with them. Why? Because I said so. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's not going to fly right. with a kid. <laughs> kids need reasons. They need reasons, and that's why it's important to always try to explain, have a reason for them, and, and educate them, you know? For sure, for sure. Um, all right, boss. Just a little heads up. We got about 10, 15 minutes left in our conversation. Um, do you mind one more spin or should we move on? Sure. No, let's right. let's go ahead. Do another spin. One more, man. Um, I almost hope it's going to be 15. Now that you said something. Oh, sure. 15. <laughs> well, you got number one. Um, but you know what? I think, I mean, I kind of want to go to 15 because you said it's uh you know that that number that shows you okay let's go to it let's go to it this one's heavy though man i gotta prepare you You gotta brace yourself for this one because i will you know this is a little very introspective very reflective question all right and i don't know if you want to share it but what's the worst thing you've ever told yourself worst thing i've ever told myself uh damn i shouldn't have done that Mm. <laughs> Damn, regret. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I shouldn't have done that. Damn, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. That's a tough one, dog. <laughs> That's a like... tough one because you can't take it back, you know, and it's like, uh, like, damn, what the F did I do? Or what the F did I do? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people make, you know, these snap decisions, you know, people being impetuous. You know, and yeah. just flying off on the limb, and you're like, "Oh, too late." Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a tough one for sure. Um, is there any moment that you could share with us that you know don't have to be the recent one? Just yeah, one that's like something yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when I got my D, my second DUI, <laughs> wow. you know, yeah, I yeah. got my second one in uh, March 2012. I had only been here a year, not quite a year yet. And I was just about to start this new job. And yeah. it was paying, it was paying, it was going to pay good money. And the night before I was out partying, yeah, yeah. I was actually doing an event that I shouldn't even have been at. I was just asked to do it. And I went and I had some drinks and it was like, uh, I knew I shouldn't have had those drinks, you know? Damn. I knew I shouldn't have had those drinks. You know, I took three shots and then, you know, I got three you. shots. Yeah. So that, yeah. that, that, that type of situation. Uh, th thank you for sharing, Dennis. <laughs> That's right, a tough one. That's a tough one for sure. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive people. Uh, yeah. That's, that's something I, I totally am good about since I don't drink as much. Um, that I know when it's happening, I probably just, you know what I do? I sleep in my car and I've learned to sleep in my passenger seat. Cause if I sleep in my driver's seat, they're going to be like, Oh, you were intending to drive kind of thing. Um, 
But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If yeah, that's still it's a thing. complicated issue, you know, because you you have bars and you intend for people to go out and spend money and have fun, and you tell them to drink responsibly, and then you know things could happen. But yeah, I mean, 2012 was also before like Uber became everywhere, right? And Lyft was yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, I think that was good for then. business for them, <laughs> for sure. Right? No one should be getting DUIs anymore if they got an Uber account. Nobody nobody um you know one crazy story about like duis it never happened to me but i was going home to a party and then this was probably like midnight and uh i saw these group of people just sitting down like on the curb by this house and they were just bawling crying and then you know i was like is everything okay and then they're like uh like now nah, our friend just got hauled in for a DUI or whatever their car is taking we're like we're stranded now because you know he was our ride kind of thing and i was like oh and they were just you know like very in the moment of like this just happened and probably in that mind in that mindset of like i shouldn't have done that kind of thing and, and they were just telling everybody walking past them like don't drink and drive don't drink and drive and because they just lived through it and it is not like anytime you see those cops cop lights flash this is not a good feeling you're just like heart sink to your stomach you're like Damn. what the fuck you know I you do? can't hide the alcohol in your breath you're like trying to get a mint and nothing's gonna work you know as soon as you wind down your window the smell is just gonna smack them in the face yeah yeah um well thank you again for sharing dennis and you know you've you've gotten over that hump gotten over that hill uh oh yeah and uh we've made it to the closeout portion of the podcast but before we do that um i have a little exercise for you it's called the 34th mantra um i don't know if you've seen it in my previous uh episodes but i want you to fill out a phrase which is i am i can i will so i am blank i can blank i will blank and let me know when you're ready because i'm going to move it over to that screen and it's probably the most nerve-wracking part is because you will be looking at yourself it's a you're talking to yourself at this moment just as you know a reminder to you from you so let me know when you're ready to answer that and i'll I'll move you over there okay you good to go or yeah all right there you go go for it man whenever you're ready i am i am strong what's the other one I can, I will. I can be even a better person. You know, I, I, can, I, I, I can. I will strengthen the areas that I am, that I feel that I'm weak in, that I need to fix. Or that the areas that I'm weak in, I need to fix. I will do that. And did you want to finish the I can? I'm sorry to cut you off there. Are you good? Uh, no, I, I'll finish it. I can. I can be a better person to all people. I know I'm a good person to all people, but I feel like I can even be better. For sure, man. And uh, now you got this little reminder for yourself. Uh, if you ever need to hear it from your own voice uh, but nah man I mean I think that we can definitely get you to a place that's 
you know, elevated to be better and maybe just have some more resources and more power to make things happen, man. I feel like that's really what we need because it seems like you got the passion to make it happen. It's at this point, you know, trying to have the tools and the people to kind of push it together, put it together. Um, oh, yes. And I like, oh. you know, I think you 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 seeing what we trying to do over where we're at in um, our after school program and everything, uh, and yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited, dog. Like, um, I know I'm not reaching all the kids, which is pretty hard to do, you know, with just one person. But you know, people like yourself are helping, um, and I think you know the kids that are, have been rocking with us, we can get them to a place where they're the ones that are leading, they're the ones that are getting other kids involved, and all that stuff. It's just you know um first they got to trust the adults that are running it right and then after that they could kind of feel more empowered and be like you know what if they're doing it like i i trust this relationship this flow this you know this energy and yeah man I, I, my boss always tells me i'm rushing things i don't know if you feel this way dennis but you know in my mind sometimes i'm like why not like we're here and i feel like if i'm not spending every minute trying to make this thing happen i'm wasting time um but time it's also, is now and it's also because i left the job four years ago and i decided to come back because i was like what why did i leave in the first place but i need to learn some things i needed to you know grow some in other ways before i could come back and be like you know what this is it it's time and like you said it, the time is now um so yeah you know i want to let why you know not now what's that it's like why not now why not now man why not now <laughs> um all right boss I got you with the last three questions of the podcast. This next one is going to be from my previous guest. Uh, so, ooh, it's been a minute. So I can't remember off the top of my head who's asked me, which I feel I feel terrible about. If anyone has been listening to my podcast and has gone to this point and be like, ooh, he slipped because I don't remember the last person to ask me this question. But um, this one is, oh, wait a second. Ah, I knew I always wrote the names down and I was on the wrong page of my notebook. Uh, this, I don't know if you've ever met Chuck. Did you meet Chuck last year, Dennis? Uh, I think I have. I think I did. Very briefly, because he was there and then he bounced, uh, you know, sometime in January. I might have. February. Yeah. No, no. Okay. I came in February, mm. beginning of February. So I don't, I'm not sure. I might, I'm not sure. It's all good. It's all good. But, um, I wanted to share with you Chuck's question for you. What is it going to take for you to step into that truly inspirational zone? So you were talking about being better, you know, for the people around you or for the kids. What do you feel like it's going to take you to get there? I just I think it's going to take um, networking with the right people and my own drive and ambition to get to that next level. Um, to make it happen, you know, just just making sure I meet my goals as to where I want to go with this, and make sure I'm connecting with the right people and doing the right thing. For sure, man. Hopefully, you know, I can find a way to help you out with that. Um, and then my second question, second to last question for you is, what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to Thirty Four Questions? Um, what I would like to ask the next guest is 
what drives you to be your best every day got you you know i like answering this uh this question as well so if you know how would i answer this what drives you to be your best every day yeah that's that's something because i feel like you know we all wake up with a purpose you know we wake up in the morning and then what i tell the students how you feeling they oh i said well just remember as long as you're upright you all you, you got a chance it can turn around i feel that you know because because you know, um, not everyone is blessed. We try to kind of like take the little things for granted. I know it doesn't make you feel any better to say, well, there's people less fortunate than you, but they're really, people just have to, you know, make sure that they put themselves in a happy space because I feel like a, a lot of social media, too much social media for a lot of people, it, it puts them in the box. And again, like I said, you know, getting in front of people in England is always good for anybody. No, I got you, man. And I think, you know, the kids need that messaging. Um, but uh, for me to answer that question, which drives me to be the best every day, you know, man. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's because a lot of people believed in me, you know, growing up. Like, mm -hmm. maybe too supportive, maybe put some some great expectations in my mind at the time but you know i felt like i was a good student you know i was polite i was respectful of adults so like pretty much all adults were like oh dude you're gonna do something you know you got maturity you got like this level-headedness about yourself and um I, I, I felt good about it and i'm like oh yeah you're gonna you tell them like i believe that i could do that um and then i wasn't right. the same student i was in college you know <laughs> I, I wasn't mm -hmm. the same person anymore. And uh, I've, I've been different for like the past, you know, however many years. And now at this point in my life, doing the podcast, working at the school, uh, I think a part of me is trying to get back to that person that people believed in, or at least, you know, mm -hmm. believed in that kid. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to prove to myself that like they weren't wrong or, you know, I wasn't wrong for believing in myself. Uh, so yeah I think that's why I try to bring it every day and try to be the best I can because for some reason people saw that in me and I don't want them to be wrong I don't want to be wrong about myself either uh, but damn thank you Dennis for that question I feel good yeah I feel good I feel good energy from you I've always felt good energy from you I've been around a long time and you know I got a good feel and beat on people I'm not saying I know people personalize anything but as far as like when you come to work, I feel like your the energy that you bring. Like when you came and talked to me on the bleachers, you know what I'm saying? For sure, like man. I could, you know, you know, I know whatever people thought and believed in you, it's it's all I mean, I don't see it I don't see where it's went anywhere. You know. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I, mm. I think it's more so like I I haven't taken the time to kind of focus on that part of myself or at least share it with other people whatever it's called um but you know how like back in the day people always ask what do you want to be when you grow up or like mm -hmm. i feel like at this point it's like what do you want to do or you know like i ask yourself how do you want to be remembered um i think for me man like it's so general it's so vague 
And a lot of people will be like, that's not specific enough. But I want to be a force of nature, man. You <laughs> know, like, I want right, to, like you said, right. come in a place and people just be like, yo, like, this, there's such just better energy. And, you know, if, if you're saying you feel that for me, man, I, I feel like I'm doing something right. So, oh, yeah, for thank sure. You. Yeah, for sure you are. All right, Dennis, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, let me get you to the last question of the podcast, which is 100, 200, 300 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? I would like to tell them that, uh, you know, I'm so glad that you all are my family. Uh, the fact that you are carrying on the legacy that I have started with you all that I hope that you are all doing great and know that I love you and that I live in each and every one of you and when you're down you think of me and I'll help lift you up that's what's up man um any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here yes um you know the work we do real you know is is like it, it is very meaningful and uh you know because you know you got to be mentally in a space to be able to deal with teenagers right and to give back and kids know when you're a phony they know when you don't care they they just they have a, such a good feel and you know i had a i do this for the love you know for the love of giving back and, and like we talked about at the beginning like you know what inspired me because the people who helped me were there for me like that and I'm glad to be there just as you are Jay and for these students but um, Mr. Rubin gave me um, a letter and he said that you know he asked students in his class you know you know what inspires them or something like that and the student uh, wrote a letter saying saying that I did I inspired them and I inspired them because I'm always asking how they're doing and how their day is going and, and encouraging them in a positive way and even though it was only like four five lines you know then it was just she just wrote her first name at the end of it I took it home and framed it last week and it's a prize possession now because it just shows why I do what I do right there. You know, when you can get those little, um, those huge compliments from students, you don't know that you really having that effect. You know, that's your plan, but to have them let you know how they feel about what you do for them just made me feel good. And I just wanted to share that. I got you, man. And damn, framing it, I, I feel you. It is, it is great, man, when, you know, these kids just appreciate because we know how much we put into it. So it's just like for them to recognize it, it's like, yo, thank you. For, That's a great <laughs> just, feeling, yeah. yeah like, 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 like yes, you know, thank you. Like, you might not remember me forever, but the fact that you recognize it right now at this moment, it, it does make me feel good. And if anything, that just solidifies the uh, the bond, right? Like, I'm sure that kid for you now yeah. is like, you know what? Yeah, I'm looking out for you for sure, you know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. just a great feeling. It is, man. Um, I want to thank you again, Dennis, uh, for stopping by. 
It was great to chat with you outside of work, trying to get to know you a little bit more. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to, you know, record our conversation just so everyone in the world can enjoy it as well. Um, (laughs) Let me, uh, here goes the closeouts piece. I hope I can do this right because I know it's not great. Oh, yeah. Remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. And uh, Dennis, before you go, I got to ask you to do a quick little thing for me, which is um, basically I want you to give you your testimonial. You're like super small on the screen right now, so don't even think about it. Just think about the audio. But uh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, what was that experience like for you to come on to 34 Questions? You let me know. I I thought it was great, you know. Uh, it was uh, I was a little nervous at first because I wasn't sure exactly how it was gonna go, but I, I just trusted you. Thank you. And man. you know, it was just a really good experience because I was able to open up and share some important things, and it made me feel good. It was a real feel good type of. Uh, interview you know